I always dreamed myself that I was that person to like always have like a little sketchbook with me and I just don't. you've heard any previous episodes but i always I haven't okay cool. i haven't heard a single Perfect. one i came into this with zero expectations Excellent. so the only shtick i have anymore yeah. is i started off with the question why should we give a shit mostly about the guest but some mm. people have taken it about like just life in general or like, like what's going on mm-hmm. so that's kind of your just like little brief introduction if you want to talk about yourself why should we give the, a shit take the spotlight i used to give people 30 45 seconds I to like do like the elevator, why, yeah. why we should give a shit. Yep, elevator pitch, but uh, now, you know, just take as much time as you need. Well, <laughs> well thanks for that, but yeah. I might make you regret that, that free reign, um, because it depends on what we're talking about, why we should give a shit, and I feel firmly about a lot of shits that people should give. True. So it's kind of tough to pick just one. I do, though, find myself at a bit of an intersection. Um, the last time we spoke, I was still working in the nonprofit sector. Mm-hmm. And so I have so much fuel in that direction for like things we should give a shit about. Um, but I don't really feel it's weird. It was just, it was a job, right? That mm-hmm. was my, my, um, that was how I, how I made a living for the past five years. And it was work that I was very, felt very passionately about, very connected to personally. So it kind of blended a little bit there. And now that I am no longer doing that work, and I exist kind of outside of the nonprofit world now. I've jumped into the for-profit sector. And and all of this sounds very businessy, but it's kind of strange. I thought I thought that I would feel and in a lot of ways I still do feel really connected to the nonprofit world and all of the hard work that people are literally scraping by to do. Like I'm mm-hmm. really glad that I had five years in executive leadership in a nonprofit that was run locally. Like you can see direct results in the community that that I'm living in and working in. Um, and so like I loved that experience. But now that I'm in the for-profit world, it's like what the heck is even going on? This is a totally different environment. Mm. Like people are different over here. And we all interface with each other in the same community. So it's super weird, but I feel really kind of caught between two worlds. I still feel like most of my expertise and most of my work experience is in the nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like launching myself into for-profit and trying to flex the same muscles, but in a different direction for profit. And it's weird. Mm. I don't know that I like it. In, in in that regard specifically. Right. But boy, let me tell you, the benefits are pretty great. <laughs> and as a human person who has to make things happen, that it gives me a great deal of peace of mind. So I totally understand why people are like, you sell out. True. There's only been like two people that have playfully said that to me. You've heard that already though. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah two people at least have said, jokingly, kind, True. Of, kind of teasing me. Yeah. And that's fair. Yeah. We had, when I, you know, you know that like ridiculously indulgent toilet paper like, like Charmin, double, it's like super thick. Ply, yeah. It's like more than two ply. Yeah. It's like eight ply. Okay. It's like a fucking washcloth. Yeah. 
and you're like, wow, how am I going to flush this down the toilet? <laughs> we have that at my new place of employment. Wow. Where at my last place of employment, we had like not, it was like tissue paper. Right. Like it wasn't even, so I feel so indulgent. That's like one tiny example, but I feel so indulgent. That like is the an first week. Amazing example. Yeah. And like somebody comes in like, empties our trash and cleans mm. our office. Like, whereas before that was my job. Like I would come in as the boss. I didn't even hire somebody to do that. I would come in and do that because, well, who else is going to do it? And when else is it going to be done? So I'd come yeah. in on a weekend and do it. So I don't know. I just, yeah, there's this weird, I feel totally like I'm, I'm at the crux between two, two things because I, I'm positioned to understand mm -hmm a whole world that most people will never, never exist inside and understand the hustle of. And now I'm learning the hustle in a totally different direction yeah. uh, of like entrepreneurial, whatever. So I don't know. I don't know what I give a shit about in there <laughs> other than the huge disparities, I guess. Yeah. Why is it that way? Why don't people treat nonprofits like businesses that need to make profit? Cause they do. This is going to be a really boring podcast <laughs> if we talk about that. <laughs> It is. No one wants to hear about that. We're not going to talk about business, well, you know, economics. Who, who knows who might be in the same boat that's listening that, you know, you're reaching. Do you have stats on your demo, on your demographics? Yeah, more or less. Who, I, who I, do mean, I, don't, I don't really have like individual. Oh, okay. Like, Can we do like a guy-girl breakdown? Can we do like dudes and chicks? I don't think I see that. No? I just see like, not, like how many, mm. maybe from, because it's on like three different it's on like Spotify, well, I was say, what, Apple Podcasts. Let's Podcast. talk about what what platforms are you on? Spotify, Apple yeah, Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and then I think I'm, it's on. It's either on three or nine, something oh, like that. I okay. can look it up. Then that's these are great questions <laughs> for for the people to know, but yeah. they'll be listening, so they'll know already. I know Spotify is all about the demographic breakdown. Mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts is more just overall numbers. Yeah, like they care about like views, yeah, likes, comments, yeah. Ratings. Ratings, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ratings, they're big on ratings. Um, Dang. I feel really humbled and, and honored that you even thought to invite me on this. Yeah, of course. And I feel a bit underprepared. Like maybe I should have come up with something. Oh, me too, yeah. Because um, I do, I give a shit about so many things. Well, I mean, usually the question is like, why should we give a shit about you being on the podcast? Yeah. Like the guests. Like what, well, I'm doing like, a what's terrible job at giving everyone what's a value proposition. <laughs> what's your, what? what's... Um, there's a fly just in my water. Well, you know, it's like extra protein. That that weirdly ties into that nonprofit for profit thing. Mm. Like you know, they, and water there is the nonprofit. Somebody mm. coming and soaking it up. Um, the for profit would have a lid on. Yeah, it would with a to straw. protect the assets. Yeah, the water. And then yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a really the stretch of a tie-in. Purified water, but it sure was a tie-in. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we can go with it. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. Do this all day. <laughs> I'm glad you kind of got it. Too. I, did. I mean, you did oh, get I got it. There, yeah, yeah you, the water I, is the asset. I, I and, and nonprofits are not are exposed and more vulnerable. Yeah. To to that asset being exploited, versus for profits that have a little more protection, more cushion. Yeah. Because they can leverage funds in that direction. We can talk about um, if you want how or why you left the nonprofit. If that's a um, sure, or if that's, I think it it would be appropriate. I think it would be fine, and I have no problem talking about it because it was a self care move, hmm. and that's something that I give a great deal about. Cool. I care a great deal about, and I think a lot more people should pay more attention to their bodies and, yeah. and their needs. And yeah. most of us, especially in this society, don't. So many people 
will have been taught hard work ethic, which is very, very important, um, but to the detriment of your body right. and the detriment of your life. Yeah. Um, and I can't tell you how many times um, older people in my family said to me about my parents, they're missing it. They're missing it because they're working so much. Mm. And I really took that to heart. And for the past five years, I've been working to the bone mm -hmm. to, to accomplish this work. Um, I have a tiny team of either three or four people, depending on, on which year we were talking about. And so a lot of the work that was behind the scenes, the business work to actually make the business run um, was me, was just me. Mm -hmm. And as exhilarating as that was and as freeing in a way as that was to be able to be like, oh, some, like something is wrong. Mm -hmm. We need to change it. Okay, I can change it. I'll just do that tomorrow versus needing to take it to a whole group of people or kind of send it up the the hierarchy of that's how business normally is, right? You tell your manager and then they tell their supervisor <laughs> and, then, and it takes like a year and a half for anything to happen. Mm -hmm. So like I loved that I was there. Was a bit, I was able to be autonomous as long as it was for the benefit of the community that we were serving. Mm -hmm. and, and that was great. And I really, really savored that and loved that. But I also had the weight of an entire organization on my shoulders all, all of the time. Mm -hmm. There was... There wasn't, there were no days off and that's like a, like a gym joke for people that are crossfitting or whatever, uh, which yeah. I am not, but I, I had no days off. I never, ever did mm -hmm. if anything ever went wrong. So the work that we did was to support women and children that were experiencing homelessness. Mm -hmm. And so there were literal families being sheltered at our facility. And so if anything were to go wrong or security, there was any security issues, that all came to me first, wow, always, yeah. always, always. And when you have lots of people moving around each other, that shit's gonna happen. True. Uh, and it did on the regular. And so I can't tell you how many family events I had to leave to go mm. take care of other people's families um, instead of my own. And after five years, I felt like I had done everything that I could do. And actually, when I got to this job, I kind of said to them, because I had no, had no prior executive experience, yeah. they were really taking a risk on me. And I was like, listen, guys, I acknowledge that what we're doing here is a bit risky, <laughs> but I'm going to work my ass off because I care about this work and I care about this mission and I want to make sure that our families are good. And so I did that. But what I said was, I'll do this work until... I've done everything I can to get it ready for the next iteration, mm -hmm. for the next evolution of this business, of this of this uh, organization. And I feel as though I did that. And it just so happened that that was all happening. Like I was getting to that revelation, that realization, again, through time and kind of self-reflection, like that kind of unrelenting introspective work that I always do about myself, that I came to that conclusion. I was like, you know, I really feel like I've gotten I've – gotten everything rolling that I wanted to, mm -hmm. to make this more successful in the future. And at that time, um, my current employer reached out to me and kind of, uh, was like, Hey, I have this new position that I'm making and I think you'd be great at it. Wow. And I was like, wow, again, huge compliment. Thank you. That's beautiful. But also like I, initially I was like, I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. Like I got a lot of things rolling here. I don't want to try to do too much. And I definitely don't want to leave kind of and, and, and kind of abandon this work because mm -hmm. at first as a woman, that's kind of the impression. That was the first feeling that I got was I don't want to abandon this because um, I had worked really hard mm -hmm. and, and I had nurtured it in such a way that I felt quite attached to it. Uh, and then I think it was maybe a month or two later, he came back to me and was like, yo, 
I've looked around, I've tried to find somebody that I think would be good mm -hmm. for this position. And I just keep coming back to you. I feel like it has to be you. And at that point I was like, you know what, this is twice. <laughs> so why don't you make me an offer? Why don't you, why don't you tell me what wow. it'll be worth, what it'll be worth for me to come and join your team? And, and so again, I was able to look at what is best for the organization that I've been fostering and growing, what is best for me, what is best for this, this other potential company that I have now an opportunity to be part of, yeah. you know, am I bringing, am I using the things that I, the tools in my toolbox for the, for the best of everyone. And ultimately after getting an offer that I was like, Ooh, I should not, I should not just shoot this offer down. This is a nice offer. Um, I really spent more time considering and that was all really hard to do mm -hmm. while, you know, in the nonprofit world, it does feel like everything's on fire almost all the time. Mm. <laughs> you, it really does. I mean, that's, that's a, a bit of a hysterical hyperbole, but it, it really does because there's so few people doing so yeah. much work that that has such extreme consequences. And in a day and age like we are currently in, you do something wrong with women and children Oh, you make one true. false move yeah. and you're eaten alive. Right. The media or just angry moms on Facebook mm. become piranhas yeah. and you are in the water, even if you're well-intentioned, even if you're trying to do something good. So there's this weird balance that you have to kind of constantly hold. And that requires a great deal of really sensitive musculature mm. that was getting a bit fatigued for me. Sure. So I was like, you know what? I've done, I've brought all of my skills and I've, I've buried them deep into the soil of this organization and, and they are bearing fruit and it is the best time for me to leave mm -hmm. because everything is stable right now. So for a new person to come in, they need a stable house to at least start with. And the, my successor is great and I have no fear or concern and that helped me leave a Excellent. great deal as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, that was a huge relief, but I, I had like, there were like five or six apps on my phone, my personal phone, uh, that were all related to my previous job oh and, and the work that I was doing and like yeah. the, that kind of constant security monitoring mm -hmm. or email or whatever it was. And I can't tell you how liberating it was mm. to just delete those. Wow. Like done. Yeah. Dunzo, dunzo. I think I kept them for like a month after I left, mostly because I went immediately on vacation for three weeks. Um and then when I got back, I was like, oh, I guess I don't need these anymore. <laughs> so I deleted them. And that was, yeah, that was incredibly, incredibly relieving. Wow. So so for me, it was a self-care move. I'm looking down the barrel of my 30s. Yeah. And I want to see more of the world than Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Sure. Yeah. And I need a job that has that has an income that supports being able to see the world, mm -hmm. um, even if it's just coming back to Lebanon County and seeing it with, with my grown up eyes versus my yeah. growing up eyes. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I have a job where, whereas before I would have been at the office until nine oh my and gosh. there's no way I would have been able to come here this evening and, and, and record this with yeah. you. Whereas today I was able to get off at five, five thirty. I think I left the office, which is like a totally normal human time to right. be able to do any number of other things with your evening. Yep. And now I can come here and spend time with a friend. Wow. Yeah. Excellent. If if only that, and there were many other trade-offs, but if only that, I think that's enough. Absolutely. Where, yeah. we, where we put our time and our attention is really important. Absolutely. Yeah. I must say you made four, at least four awesome analogies. Yeah? Yeah, there was the... Let's talk about literary devices. Yeah. And, I love and that. And we have a couple of uh, uh, 
nice uh, hyperbole. Mm, I love a good exaggeration. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, uh, um, not hyperbole. Um, oh. The hell's the one with the... Uh, Let's play charades. Let's act it out. The two Alliterations. syllables. No. Alliteration. Is yes, it an alliteration? Yes, yes. Yeah, you had a really good alliterative. <gasps> I don't think that's the right... It is. Is go it? Go with it. Just go right yeah. down that road. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't, it is now. Very nice alliterative you've said it on, Yeah, you've phrase. said it on a podcast. That makes it real. Um, yeah, yeah, it's something... I mean, when I listen back, I'll put. Yeah, I was just like, man, highlight that, it, excellent. text it to me when you when you come across yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I might. I, I'm thinking about putting dings in later for each. <gasps> I love really that. good analogy, literary device. Yeah, that would be. That wonderful. was like very very stimulating. Oh, monologue you just had. Wow, here. yeah, well, thanks. Yeah, jeez, I guess it just pours out of me. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> very good. Yeah. Well, now we're in it. Now we're in it. Now we're in it. We're here. Now we're rolling. We're there. Hello. Welcome. Welcome, Welcome to Alex's Welcome. podcast. What do we call this podcast? It's called Until I Have a Girlfriend. No, that's cute. And also a little sad because yeah. you don't yet. Wait, I feel confused about that. First impressions. Here we go. On the air. <laughs> <laughs> everyone has a thing about the name. Yeah? Everyone. Has everyone talked about it on your podcast? No, actually not everybody, <laughs> but everyone I tell the name to. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, let's dissect it. Do you, they really break it down. Do you, know, you want, um, are you proffering uh, or, or do you want advice or are you just like, sure. shut, yeah. shut up, that's what it is? No, go for it. Yeah. It's not really advice, but I have questions. Okay, let's do it. Because my first... Uh, Okay, so I love that you're manifesting, like, until I have a girlfriend. So, like, here's what mm, I'm doing until that true. happens because it's going to happen. Right. Right? So you're yeah. manifesting, which is exciting. Mm. But it also means that for as long as this podcast is going on, which could be a really beautiful thing, bringing beautiful things into the world, um, you're you're feeling a little bit like you're looking for something. Mm. And that makes me feel a little sad about where you're at. True. Because yeah. it, it seems that you want a girlfriend, but you're not yet there, and yet you're still doing something productive with your time. Have you, have you seen the artwork for it? No. I literally am so unprepared. <laughs> I feel Either, Actually, awful. I'm going to let you uh, look at it really I'll quick. pull it up on my this, phone. This, this might totally... So my, my, one of my best friends uh, drew it. He's Did a, this work? He was, he was actually my roommate in college. You might have met him Could I, what was when, when we were at name? Temple. George O'Connell. He, he he was my roommate my did he have, freshman year dreads. I was gonna say, did you have dreadlocks? Yeah, yes, yeah. I do remember because yeah. I came up to your apartment like one time, yeah. and actually when I was on my way here, when I was punching in your address yeah. or like going to your contact to be able to to get here, I saw that I still have your Philly address in my phone. Oh wow, isn't that adorable? That is. I was like, whoa. Wow. Also, we are now in your basement, so I'm going to need your Wi-Fi password. True. Okay. Uh, oh, it's like a bunch of numbers. Come and stuff. on. Well, I don't know that I'm going to be able to, well, right. let me, let me try. Is, uh, can I look it up on the Spotify? Yeah. Let me look it up on the Spotify. Yeah. Let's see if I have enough signal. Um, I believe in you, internet. But I feel like any, like, um, it, it might also help. Until I have a girlfriend. So he drew that. This reminds me of, um, do you remember... The Labyrinth, the movie The Labyrinth yeah. oh, from yeah. the 80s where David yeah. Bowie played like every goblin character. Yeah. This reminds me of like the lady, there was like a lady goblin that would carry all of her memories on her back. Wow. And and that the lesson that the main, that the, the strong female lead was <laughs> trying to learn during that was that like the things we love don't ever leave us. We don't have to carry them physically with us mm. for them to stay with us. And she like sheds her, all of her stuff. Cause like the, the trap is that if you carry too much shit on your back all the time, then you get stuck there. You can never leave wow. that section. And she was like, I've got shit to do. I have to save my baby brother or whatever. Yeah. So she was like, I can't keep holding on to all these childish things. 
And so she let them all go. So are these all your childish things that you hold on to? I guess. We got music. I gave him no... He just did this for you. Yeah. You were like, here's I mean, the title. Yeah. He was I mean, like, say less. I know exactly yeah. what I'm going to do. He did three mock-ups. Get it, George. Um, but just, you know, him living with me for several years and knowing me very well. Yeah, that definitely um, helps. He, he just went. Got some sports in there. Yeah. Got a nice retro Mac. I appreciate that. Is that? There is an American flag in there, too. I wish I could zoom in farther. But I can't. Did, so as soon as you saw this, you said he did three different mock-ups, and yeah. as soon as you saw this one, you were like, that's it. Or or did you need contemplative time with it? Yeah, with yeah the three? I, I did. Yeah. yeah. You didn't was... just hang him up and throw a dart and be like, that's the one? No, that might have been it, actually. <laughs> that that's was the I, exact that's, strategy. That's really how a lot of my life goes. Well, let's talk about it. Cool. Yeah, please. <laughs> please. Uh, need... Yeah, you should. I feel like you should have known better because I, I do have a psych degree. I know. So this I'm not, is great, actually. I'm not used to being need... the one talking like talking i'm used to being the one listening cool yeah 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 um if you want to flip the podcast i'm flipping and it podcast me consider now, it i love flipped. it when that happens it's flipped all right break psychoanalyze me break I'm, me down i'm probably not gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> unless you like really want me to um let's let's can you do let's, like an iceberg level one an iceberg like, a, like just where the we talk tip. about like a <laughs> like tip of the iceberg alex do you want just the tip yeah oh yeah <laughs> So, you know, like, outstanding. let's not dive too far. We don't want to go. Well, we don't want to. Here's the crucial part about all of our fragile, fragile psyches. Yeah. Because everyone is fragile. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, conversation and rhetoric about like male fragility or mm. white fragility these days. Mm-hmm. But the truth is we're all super fragile. Everyone is. And everyone's one weird day or weird comment away from like total break wow yeah it's, it is really quite True. that close so like yeah mm. we don't want to totally dive deep into the underbelly of your psyche all the things that you're repressing and don't want to talk about we don't want to go there right. nobody wants you don't even want to go there yeah, it's right. yours and you don't want to go there so we don't want to do that cool. we can talk about just the iceberg stuff cool so back to all this because yeah. that probably is your iceberg mm. all that stuff so this is so George and you are good friends. You still maintain close contact. Yeah, he lives in Japan now, actually. Wow. Yeah. So like close contact, but via technology. Right. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about that? That's such a psych question to ask, but I I have a bit of a selfish motive behind it. How do you feel about maintaining a friendship from from literally leagues away? Hmm. Well, <laughs> it feels. It doesn't feel too weird to me. No. Um, I guess it feels kind of normal. How long have you guys been maintaining this friendship from uh, that distance? Well, he moved in t- last year, last okay. March. So you've had some time to like warm up and ease into yeah. it. Yeah. Got it. And I mean, we, we don't talk all the time. Sure. But, you know, sure. I mean, the, the you know, every time you call each other or text or yeah. whatever, it's like, you know, it's you pick up right where you left off. And it's, oh, those are the best kind of friendships. Yeah. I love those kind of friendships. I, I have been so fortunate to have quite a few and, and a bunch of those friends are not as far away as Japan. But I've just recently, so I, I mentioned in my long monologue about work uh, that after my the conclusion of my previous employment and prior to my current employment, I took a, a three-week vacation. Mm-hmm. I went to Australia. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I made some friends there that I now, like, talk to every day. Wow. Yeah. And they were not they were not even the friends that I intended to visit like, right. and, and connect with the most when I, when I got there. Um, 
but but we just had like that you know that instant friendship where you just connect with somebody and you're like this is the freaking tits like yeah. yes more of this forever yeah and they're totally those friends mm. and it's such a beautiful thing that I was like great we're just gonna like nobody talked about it in advance nobody was like so I guess we're best friends now it just happened and it's so beautiful we like. And it's 12 hours time difference. Mm-hmm. So like we only really get a few hours, waking mm-hmm. hours, uh, each of us on either end to talk to each other a day. Mm-hmm. And we do. We send Snapchats back and forth when the other per- people are sleeping. We have like a group chat that's popping off all the time. It's quite extraordinary. But yeah. it is also a bit frustrating that the two of them are actually engaged and they're going to be married in wow. February. And I feel super fortunate. I've only, I met them in June. And they already invited me to their wedding. Oh, wow. And I fucking love weddings, but I cannot possibly budget in another trip to Australia. Sure. That is a serious commitment. Yeah. And it hurt, it like hurts me though, because I feel like we're going to be friends for some time mm-hmm. because we're both putting the effort in to, to make a relationship happen. So it's so funny that you and George don't have to talk all the time and you still pick up right where you left off. Mm. I'm sure it would be similar for us. But at the same time, we're, we're both just riding out, enjoying talking to each other every day yeah. about all sorts of things, like literally anything. It's, it's remarkable. Yeah. But it is, it's tough to do. I, yeah. I, cause I, like, and that's the reason I wanted to come and sit here with you and do this. I like this. Yes. This person-to-person, this person, um, there's more than just um, verbal communication mm-hmm. or, or the way we do it, typed communication. Right. I mean, that you lose so much of the humanity in it yeah. um, when, when we're not physically in front of each other. Mm-hmm. So I'm really quite grateful for Snapchat, a thing that I never thought I would say because we get to be physical yeah. and, it's, and it's as fleeting as somebody pointed this out to me in recent history because I was like bad-mouthing Snapchat because I don't like how it was started. Yeah. And so sometimes I get like too principled about shit. I okay. don't know if anybody else experiences that, but I do every day. I'm like, that's the principle of the thing. <laughs> and then I like stop myself from having fun. It's not a cute quality, but I'm working on it. And <laughs> my in that work, my friend was saying, a friend of mine was saying, but isn't Snapchat so good, especially with distance, because it's almost like you're spending time with each other. You get to physically see each other, but it is just as fleeting as spending time with each other. So like you and I are spending time here in your basement right now. Yeah. And then I will go home and we will not be spending time together anymore. And I can fondly think about this time that we spent together, yeah. but I don't have any picture of it or I don't have, you know, unless we take one. I won't have anything tangible to remember. Mm-hmm. I was also saying that my, my biggest annoyance with Snapchat is that things disappear, mm, which is right. like why it was – that's why it was created. But I like to look back on things when I miss people. And my friend was pointing out, no, it, it makes it more human almost mm. that it goes away. Mm. You have to want to keep interacting with them mm. to see them. And so that that is kind of a very human human or a more human way of doing something, doing right. a, a tech interaction. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That totally flipped how I thought about it too. Once he said that, I was like, wow, okay, like touche. I will reconsider my position on Snapchat. And since then we snap, I snap my friends in Australia all the time. I almost feel like we were talking about this. at. Were we? It sounds so familiar in February. Was it February when we had that conversation? Well, it was at the party and I haven't seen you since, have I? No, because I really think... Man, February feels like a lifetime away, dude. Unless somebody else I was having a very similar conversation with about distance and mm. how Snapchat helps um, 
it helps it helps us because like I guess there are other video features, you must, know, like it actually must have been somebody else you know. that has like a long distance relationship that they're making it work. Because Ooh. I just don't know how I feel about long distance relationships. True. Like yeah. friendships, different. Yeah. yeah. Totally different yeah. level of commitment. Yeah. What if, whoa, let's get back to the podcast. Yeah. What if <laughs> this podcast brings your girlfriend to you, but she is at a distance? Oh, boy. Yeah. How do you feel about long distance relationships? I don't know. I've never tried one. It sounds, it, it sounds like t- more work than I'd want. Yeah. Like I'm such an inherently lazy person. So true. Um, they almost have to live like right next door. Yeah. And you're like, even then I have to walk across. That's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you were dating someone else? Oh man. What year is it? 2019, 2000, like 2016, like okay. three years ago. It's been a couple of years. Yeah. Maybe 2017. Was it yeah, a mutual split? I'm now, I'm digging now. This isn't even psychoanalyzing. I'm just curious. I'm being a curious friend. Um, no, not really. No. Yeah. Was it on your side or her side? Her side. Oh, no. Were you heartbroken? I was, yeah. For three years or just for some no, time? And then you've, like, taken years. time since. It was, um, what was it? I was still living in Seattle. Mm. And then um, I kind of, I was sort of on the fence about moving. Yeah. Like, my lease was running up. Row. Got to make a decision. And I think May. Yeah. Uh, she dumped me in February. Oh, I hate the language. So was, was it a was dump? It, what did she dump you? Um, do you want to talk about it? Is this if this is salt in the no, wound? We do good. not have to talk this about is it. Good. This, we do not have to. Um, she broke things off mm. in February, um, and then I was kind of like, "Well, you know, I guess I should probably move back to Pennsylvania get get some stuff figured out." I'm not really moving forward here in Seattle. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, too expensive to do it's, anything. I was kind of felt pricey. stagnant. I'm like, I need to switch yeah. coast again. Upset the fruit basket. Yeah. And then, you know, I think, actually, no, I think it was 2016. Yeah. So it was three years. That was a big year. Yeah. That was a really big year. Yeah. A lot happened in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? We survived it. Absolutely. We're yeah. fucking here. Yeah. Um, and now you have a podcast in pursuit of a new girlfriend. Yeah. I don't, what happens What happens if you end up loving this podcast so much that even after you get a girlfriend, you're like, I'm going to keep doing it? So. Oh, you have a plan. Yeah. I, I think it. somebody talked to me about it a podcast or two ago, actually. Oh. That the name. Oh, so this is not a new idea? It's. I've been ruminating on I it. I should have been listening. I have the updated rumination on okay. it. I don't even know if that one's out yet. Coming in that live. Episode. Yeah, but here we go. Um, You've heard it here first. Here's the update. So podcast originally came from iPod. It did. Nobody listens to podcasts um, on iPods anymore, but they retain correct. the name. That's correct. So with that line of thinking, uh-huh. even if I have a girlfriend, mm. I have a podcast. You do. But that doesn't mean that I need to change yeah. the doesn't, name or yeah. the brand. Doesn't mean you have to not have a girlfriend. Yeah, it's marketing. It's it branding. is marketing. There's it's no, 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 no emotion there. You it's know what I mean? It's its own it's, thing. It, yeah, it's got to be. It has agency. Yeah. It's, it needs that retainer. It does. So to rebrand simply because I'm dating somebody. At, at, you your, know, at the whims of your... Of your love life. Yeah. That's a lot. Obviously, that podcasts lot. didn't rebrand when Mm-mm. iPhones and... They were like, this is what it is iPads, now. iPads, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, we're just going to call it that. Yeah. So, you know, you know, I don't think I need to rebrand. I think that's um, fair. 
I guess the only thing is then I will need to get much better <laughs> at managing my time. Probably. Because literally the thought uh, – earlier you did ask um, why I started the podcast yeah. and stuff. And it really was kind of like uh, I'm not dating anyone. I have all that time. <laughs> All that time. That I should invest in a girlfriend. That I could. Could invest in a girlfriend. Um, I'm like, I might as well do this podcast. Let's invest it in other people. Yeah. And and let's, it's almost, is this your way of vetting people to date? Because if your question is, why should we give a shit? Hmm. Like, that's almost like the elevator pitch for like, why are you dateable? In, in like, a, mm. again, talk about a stretch here. I'm mm. really stretching. But it is, I mean, an interview, think about every first date you've ever been on. It's a literal interview. True. I've been dating recently. It mm. is always an interview. Mm. And it's always fatiguing because you're like trying to put your best foot forward. Mm. You're trying not to sound like a complete dumbass. You're like, I'm dateable. Look at my finer qualities. Let's not talk about the bottom side of the iceberg. Let's right. talk about just the stuff on top that yeah. you can see right now. Yeah. We'll get to all that other stuff later Yeah. if you want to stick around. Yeah. This could be your way. Mm. You should just start inviting people. Are you? Is that what you're already doing? Or is it, is it really just a platform? I wish, oh man, I wish that you had just started by inviting only people you were like, I think I'd like to date you. <laughs> That'd be adorable. Yeah. No, it hasn't been, you know, it's been pretty, uh, that would be so cool. Yeah. That, that would be like a cute, um, or like just do it sometimes. Yeah. So nobody right. ever knows who it is that you might be trying True. to date. Yeah. Keeps everybody on their toes. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm trying to, um, yeah, most of, yeah. It's just mostly f- friends and, yeah. Um, for a while, I was just doing people that reached out to me that wanted to be on oh. it. You know what I mean? People that hit me up and be like, yeah, hey, yeah. see podcast. Would love to be a guest sometime. Yeah. And then... How many episodes have you had so far? Let's see here. I want to say... I was putting one out every Friday. Damn. From, I think, the end of June till now. Damn. So... I am so behind. And I'm feeling like such an inferior friend at this moment. I'd say 10 or 11 now. Maybe, That's maybe amazing. A baker, maybe about a baker's dozen. About a baker's dozen there. Yeah, about gold bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, sports. I, wow. I am feeling like I should have known that. It's all right. Is it's, it? Uh, yeah. Because it's not, um, it's also like, it's like a fun project for me. You yeah. Know? Like, um. Would you do you want this to help be a way that generates uh, commerce for you? Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> That'd be pretty dope. Yeah, I've enabled some ads. Ooh, and um, ad revenue. I think they make like a penny Whoa. per listen. Oh my gosh! Wait, I just saw your post or earlier this less. week. That was like we've made like thirty eight cents or yeah. whatever. And yeah. if whomever likes this, that once I get to a dollar, yeah. we'll get a coffee. Yeah. And I was like, you better believe I'm liking oh, yeah. it because now I, think, I know it exists because you invited me to be on it. I think that'll be fun. Like I would it, love I, that. I, I'll make maybe maybe make like a vlog out of oh, it. You know what I mean? Get yourself Go a YouTube to, channel then there too. Yeah, I, I basically have a YouTube channel. It's mostly for music stuff. I was going to say, that's mostly your music stuff though. But, uh, you know, I, I'd like you to do more lifestyle Hell yeah. things. It's very hot right now. Yeah. People are really into that. Oh yeah. Why do you think that is? I think, um, you know, just like, like the isolation of technology. Mm-hmm. I really saw it... Um, Last summer, I was on tour through right. Ohio. Right. Uh, I was Midwest. in Lancaster, Ohio. 
that is you're fibbing. Are you serious? Yeah. Middle. I knew that. I knew there was a Lancaster, California, but I didn't know. Well, I guess they call it Lancaster. Yeah. Does ever does Ohio call it Lancaster I think as well? So yeah. Mm-hmm. We're the only Lancaster. Yeah. Um. Anyway, you were in the Midwest in Lancaster, Ohio. Desolate. Yeah. Like it's just um, like corn, right? Wheat. And just just like weird, like during like it, it's it's like weirdly like a nighttime town. It seems like like oh. everybody. Like certain, the like friends, they're vampires, more or less. Oh wow! Like people only seem to come out and be active at night. And I was there during July. It That's was like hot. Suspicious. Yeah, it's a creepy little town. I don't like. That. I like it. I like it. It's very like homey and midwesterny, but it's also but no just, one's in sight. <laughs> just, um, but I, um, the friends I was staying with were telling me how uh, the one guy is like a little brother. Mm-hmm. And um, what's really popular now is like uh, it's like YouTube hangout videos. So like people on YouTube will put videos of themselves eating. So then when you're eating, you put oh a video God. on and it feels like you're eating with somebody. You're like or, having a meal yeah. with a friend. Or like you just, just random stuff throughout the day that people like interact. They get their social fix in like a very like banal setting. Oh, wow. Um, Oof. so I feel like that was, that was mind blowing to me. You know what I mean, yeah. like just, that's what these little kids do. They don't play dates these anymore. These are young they, people. Yeah. It's like, like under 10. Yeah. It's like a middle school thing, which okay. I, I think is branching off into like older, you so know, then like 13 and under. Yeah. It's like before you can get a car and like yeah. go to your friends. Right. Your parents are at work or do whatever. Do you think they'll have friends? I think, yeah, I think I'm like going into, I'm going like leaps and bounds. My brain isn't building bridges for people to follow along (laughs) my thoughts, but I think you were, you were catching it. Yeah. Like if you're spending all of your, like your, your, I'm going to call it like boring, you know, boring human time. Right. With, with a simulation of a friend. Right. Can you develop the social skills to be able to do those things with a friend, with, a, with an actual friend? And if you're investing your time in that instead of the pursuit of having actual friends, will you even when you have will you even have the opportunity to do these things with actual human people in the room instead of on a screen? Deep questions. Absolutely, yeah. Time. I have concerns. I love technology. I currently work for a tech company. Okay. So I really, really care about technology and I think it is beautiful. And like we said earlier with like long distance, it connects us to people that we have already had a physical, built a physical friendship with. Yeah. Um, but man, I just remember being so weird in middle school. I mm, can't imagine, mm, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. those were like my literal favorite days. God, they were hell and also amazing wow. at the same mm. time. And I wouldn't take them back for anything. I'm mm. so, so glad and I think I'm one of the few who had the privilege of being able to record a lot of my weird middle school days. Hmm. My best friend and I, like I, I think it was I got a, a like a really kind of a shitty camcorder yeah. for Christmas one year. Uh, and then it was like, that's what we're going to do. We're going to uh, make movies. We're making movies. Cool. We're making movies all day long, every summer. 
for, for several years and they were all horrible. <laughs> and we were so excited to have a place for our creative energy. And we acted all the parts and we did costuming and we did set wow. and we did everything. Like we did all of it ourselves. Wow. So it was garbage, absolute garbage <laughs> and the best time of my life yeah. because it was so pure. And we can look back and be like, look how, look at these babies. Look at these babies doing their best and they're having a great freaking time doing it. Yeah. So I, I actually have that. I can look back and see myself and be like, oh, wow, look at you. You're not as awkward as you were. Still really awkward, but it's evolved. Too, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't think most people can see that. Right. And now people are not – I mean, well, people mm -hmm. are recording themselves, right? right? Like think about how many young YouTubers there are. Yeah becoming personalities, becoming something that many other people are kind of basing their life on them. So maybe it is just kind of a, a moving needle of like who's – where you're getting your content from. Because right. I'm sure I'm sure my best friend and I were trying to be somebody. You know what I mean when we were doing that? Yeah. Uh, to a degree, I'm sure. Right. But there was also an innocence of it that like we couldn't have been anybody else. Right. It was just – we were limited to just these bodily forms. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's that weird pursuit of celebrity nowadays. Yeah. Um, and yeah, which I think also comes from like social media, which totally. essentially rewards you for popularity. Up, yeah, popularity mm -hmm. up in your engagement. And so I th I'm sure that has to be like hell for a lot of yeah middle schoolers. And well, I mean, think about like I would say we're probably in the same generation, even though I'm like a year older than you, two mm -hmm. years older than you, whatever. Age is a man-made construct. Yeah. Um, I would say we're in the same generation and I, I mean, do you remember MySpace? Yeah. Do you remember the, maybe, maybe dudes didn't have the same urgency, hmm. but at least I can speak for the chicks and there was a lot of issue with who was in your fucking top eight. Oh, do you remember the top eight problem? Like I your do. best friends are in the top eight and if somebody moves even marginally to the left yeah. or right, it was like a rank and file oh. and like people got pressed about it like right. like i had people give me a phone call when their when with their position in my top eight changed yeah. and then i learned i became conditioned to to call somebody in advance of them being moved <laughs> like i'm gonna let you know that you're being moved on my from my top eight either off of it entirely oh, which my. feels like we're breaking up as friends yeah. or you're just going a little bit down the rank oh my gosh or like a passive, like that was that passive aggressive, but that's still like communication. It's still socialization yeah. because we had physical friendships to, to build into, into web space. Yeah. Versus now, like people are literally spending their boring, weird time brushing their teeth, watching other yeah. people brush their teeth and yeah. not actually brushing their teeth with other people or eating or whatever, any number of other things. Yeah. I wonder who the first person was to to zero in on that demographic. Apparently, it was like a video game guy. You know what? That's really big too. Like one of those guys you, who yeah. play video games. What's that called? Twitch. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. that's that's like the platform and for I think all the he gamers. Just started, and they make so much money yeah. doing that. Right. Like, please log in, watch me be good at video games. I feel like all of our parents were wrong. Where it was like, oh, video games will never help you do anything. True. And now people literally make Bank. millions yeah. of dollars right. just playing video games yeah. all day long. But the, the, the arthritis. Man, the, the carpal, carpal tunnel. tunnel. <laughs> like that, you know. <laughs> to their physical, again, back to self-care. Not enough money <laughs> in the world. 
Well, I mean, there are procedures these, for those things. These hot shots are on top of the world right now. <laughs> Ten years. Mm-hmm. They're flying too close to the they, sun. Yeah. Yeah. Their thumbs are going to be like hell. <laughs> yeah. They're not even going to be able to. Won't be able to text. Do you even do you even game anymore, bro? That's what everyone's. Do you think say they about. ever have injuries? Like somebody's like hardcore gaming, like ah, oh ah, no, oh, I'm cramping. Ah. Probably. Like. Like if you do it all day. Yeah. Like I think in the peak of my gamerism, which is probably a joke. Can I even say that honestly? Whatever. Call me a poser. But in the peak of the gaming that I did via the the PC, PC gaming and or on a console, it was always in the summertime. So mm-hmm. I had like unfettered time. Mm. And I would, yeah, I would get stiff. I would get exhausted mm. of, of sitting in the same position or at the same place or whatever, yeah. even, even no matter how mentally stimulating the game was. Right. Cause I play things like Zelda. And yeah, so I, I see yeah, that's my tattoo. Oh, yeah. And I, I love it so, so much and my brain gets so into it. Yeah. And like you can work all day and get to the fucking water temple in Ocarina of Time. And you're like, all right, this is definitely the hardest part. I'm just fucking surging ahead. Yeah. But you're exhausted and your body's done doing this today. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. They probably do. I bet they do. Debilitating hand cramps. Yeah. And then they can't. I don't know. I don't even know what anyone's playing anymore. Do people yeah. still play Call of Duty? Is that a thing? I think so, but I think like the it money's... like peaked. So like now it doesn't. Nobody cares about it anymore. Yeah, I think mm. it, it. I mean, all these games, it's the same game. It just gets like rebranded. Right. Like Call yeah. of Duty is basically Halo. Is basically right. like probably Fortnite now. Oh, I remember basically... when Halo came out. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Um. My friend and I literally locked ourselves in her bedroom <laughs> for like a week. I never liked to, it. To beat it on Legendary. I never, we like worked our way I, up. I just, I hated the first person thing. Uh, it just. That's fair. I couldn't get, I like like a Legend of Zelda where you yeah. see the guy running around. Yeah. And I guess fair. I was never big in the Xbox controllers. I don't love, more, they, they're not especially yeah, good. Yeah. I feel like I'd get lots of hand cramps. I don't recall doing right. that, but I was also in like a Mountain Dew fueled. Oh, perfect. Like frenzy. Yeah. During that week. Yeah. At some point, it was so late, and we were playing, and mm-hmm. her parents had already yelled at us that we needed to stop playing and go to bed, that we were like, ah, they can hear us. We'll fortify ourselves in this room. We literally put the mattress up over the door so that they couldn't hear it. Oh, my gosh. That's that's insane. It's like addict behavior. It's, it's really not You're healthy. literally barricading like, yourself we, yep. in like... Yep. It was like, we have enough Mountain Dew and Twinkies to get us through to the morning, and we're going to fucking beat this. Oh so let's double down, gosh. prop up the mattress, and we're going to figure this shit out. Wow. Yeah. That's great. That guess, sounds so fun, though. Like, that's it, I mean, that's a was. great memory. It was. It was. I'm like a little jealous that you had that memory. Like, well, now you have it. Yeah. I gave it to you. Thank you. Yeah. You can have it. It's yours. You were, in, you. you were in the room with us. We were Inception. in Arizona. I got it. There you go. It was in Arizona? Yeah. This, oh, wow. You lived in Arizona? I did not live in Arizona. You were in Arizona. I, I went to visit my friend in Arizona. You... So, again, I feel like I've lived such an absolutely amazing life that I've been able to to see parts of the world yeah. and probably younger than most people. Um, but, I, yeah, my one of my best friends moved away in eighth grade, question mark. Mm-hmm. Time isn't real. <laughs> so, but that was really hard for me because yeah. I like grew up in the same place. There was always the same people. It was always like kind of a really predictable environment. Um, and I think the transition also into high school made everything really weird. And 
so like she left and I was like, God, that's so uncomfortable. And so we were like pen pals for a while, which was really fun. And then I was like, I'm going to come visit you. And she was like, great. And then I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make that happen. I'm a kid. But I did. I figured out a way to convince my parents that this is what should happen. And they like gave me, it was really actually adorable for Christmas. They were like, here's your, your only Christmas gift is we're going to send you to go stay wow. in, in Tucson with, with your friend for like a week for like wow. the week of Christmas vacation. So it was like, oh. you're going to be here for the holiday, but then skedaddle you and, and we'll see you in the new year. And yeah. so like, that's what happened. And it was so amazing. Cause like the holidays are also like a holly jolly fun time for like everybody. Everyone feels that, yeah. um, the winter holiday that is. Um, so I, yeah, I was like, this is dope. Let's go to the desert for Christmas. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And so we, yeah, we played video games. Christmas and... in the desert. <laughs> that's a song right there. Earlier you said something about distance and it reminded me of the Emily King song, Distance. Have you ever heard that? I like almost started humming it when you said something about distance. I was like, but that's neither here nor there. I've been big. Emily King. I've been big into her recently. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, that's now your memory. You came with me to Tucson, Arizona. And you and I and Janet played Halo, and you actually oh, liked it. Excellent. You yeah. actually liked it for the first time. Twinkies and Mountain Twinkies Dew. and Mountain Dew, just so much sugar. My kidneys, I feel like a yeah. stinging almost. Regret. It's regret is what it is. Regret. A little bit over here uh-huh. in my gallbladder. That's totally where it is. screaming at me. It's because um, the Mountain Dew just sucker punches yeah, those organs. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm here to fuck shit hey. up. Yep. Hey. Yep. <laughs> exactly that. Drink more, it'll help. <laughs> it plays Mortal Kombat on yeah, your, in, your yeah, organ, yeah. <laughs> in your organs. Yeah, two games at once. It's you're the, playing Halo and mm-hmm. then your, and your body. Are yeah. Just getting the shit kicked out of them. Totally. Finish him. <laughs> That's totally how it goes. It's sad. I can't drink Mountain Dew anymore. Yeah. I used to, uh, back in the Cedar Crest days, I used to roll into um, the senior parking lot, probably on two wheels because I was always late. And I, but I would always make time yeah. to stop at the vending machines that were right inside the door there, um, and grab a code red and a packet of pop tarts. Excellent. Like yeah. this is the breakfast of champions. Absolutely. Uh, I have so much regret for that now. <laughs> that is not third period. You're just like, oh man, nodding it, off. It was like, like cause I, cause then, yeah, I would first be like, period you can't sit still. I would be jazzed. Like, I'd be yeah. like vibrating in my chair and be like, yeah, let's talk about English literature. <laughs> And then, yeah, by third period, it was Anybody like... want to read? Yeah. I totally want to read. I'm really good at reading. Um, I'm actually like dyslexic, so it's hard sometimes to read out loud. But it, yeah, by third period, I was like totally zombie, yeah. zombie mode hard until lunch when I would get another blood sugar spike. So, mm. you know, trying to figure out your body. Self-care. Yeah. yeah. Fucking self-care. Listen yeah. to your body. It doesn't matter how many health classes we took. Yeah. It was like not enough for me to be like, yeah, I'll stop drinking Mountain Dew and eating only sugar pop tarts. <laughs> Such a bad move. Hey, you had to you had to go through that. You had but to figure that out. It's one of those live and learn. Yeah, one of those live and learn moments. What have you lived and learned? Boy, just pick one. I'm sure there's like a laundry list. Whatever the top one was, the first one that came to mind. Don't filter yourself. Oh, I had a very sweet one the other night. Oh, do it. Oh, and um. One of my favorite quotes for myself. Um, it's your quote? Yeah. You said this. Yeah. I, I wrote it. You, you know, wrote it. I had it. my little... Um, okay. So I was home alone. Ooh. Some really bad, uh, like, belly issues. No, belly ache stuff. It wasn't even, like, a belly ache. It was just, oh. like, um, 
like bloated no. and gassy, but just randomly happened. Sure. You know what I mean? It You're like, what did out. I even eat? What's going on? Yeah. I had like a like weird- I'm aging. Like a weird, like dull pain, Mm-mm. the right side. No bueno. I just kept like looking up symptoms. I'm like, oh my God. Tell me you didn't WebMD. Oh, of course I WebMD. No. Yeah. Of course baby, I did. No. Um, you should know better. So I called- I called a couple different people because I was like, yeah, I just need. You you know medical, you have medical professionals on retainer. No, I just like, I just need to talk to another human. You're like, listen to me about my, my GI issues. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's amazing. And, you know, like very quickly into, yeah. I have this friend, Steven. Um, he lives out in LA. Is it Steven with a V or Steven with a PH? PH. Oh, I love one. Yeah. I love a good PH, Steven. Um, and he is a talker. Oh. Like he can just. You say, hi, Steven, and then just just a mile a minute. I love that. It was like the perfect like remedy for like how I was yeah. feeling. I was like, just need to like hear. Be I need to not be in this body. Um, Let me be in yours for a little bit. And, you know, like earlier, like at the peak of my like um, uh, hypochondria, sure. WebMDing, mm-hmm. I was like, God, please don't let this be something serious. I need to yeah. go to the hospital about like, God, please. Yeah, I have some sort of like, gut infection. Yeah. You're like coming like, up with all the worst case yeah. scenarios. And it's like, God damn it, God, make me feel better now, you know. Then I called Steven, mm. listening to him, and I instantly start feeling better. Wow. And I was like, you know what? I can, I see God. I have a, it's easier for me to see God through others. Sure. That is for my, in, for through my own eyes. Sure. I need to, um, so I was like, uh, I think in the past I've been really trying to tough things out on my own. Sure. Get through them. Yeah. Like grin and bear it. Kinda. Yeah. But I'm like, you know what? It's always better to just. Call somebody or, or hang out with somebody. Hell yes. Or just like spend time with people and like it just is like that weird medicine that yeah. you can't bottle. I agree. Um, and again, I think that's why it's important to do this kind of thing in person yeah. or, or any kind of friendship in person. Yeah. There's there is like a bit of a healing balm that's invisible, but but totally apply to all wounds and they somehow heal. Yeah. Or or at least it alleviates pain. Yeah. There's something beautiful about that. And again, back to like my concerns about future generations, like without that knowing, again, without knowing that, without mm-hmm. having experienced that yeah. in some way, mm-hmm. really, because I, I think it's very recent that I've begun to feel that with my family. Mm. Um, whereas when I was a kid, it was like, I'm, you know, I'm angsty and I'm misunderstood and I, I don't, I can't articulate correctly. So you don't understand me. And, and so I was always kind of like pushing my family away. Whereas my friends, I could always go to. That was always safety. There was always space there for us to like to to heal each other in a way. Yeah, I think that is a really true concept. And and again, part of self care. You figured out what mm. you needed. Mm. True. You were paying attention to your GI issues. Oh, always. And uh, mm. oh <laughs> well, yeah. It's it's it would be folly not to pay attention yeah. if your belly is not pleased. Yeah. If your body is not pleased. There are so many people. So I don't drink coffee, mm. um, which is weird in my family. We're mm-hmm. European, so coffee is like central to every social gathering. Yeah, there's always coffee. Yeah, you are always offered coffee. I don't even have a coffee maker in my home because hmm. I don't consume it. Um, but also, I think it's become a bit of a social crutch for a lot of professionals mm. who are burning the candle at both ends, mm. not listening to their body, and are trying to manufacture energy, manufacture attention or focus or whatever. And so many people in my time as executive director um, of the nonprofit 
were like, wow, how do you do it Hmm. without coffee? And I was like, well, I just didn't view it as an option. I just listened to my body. Hmm. And so when I'm tired, I sleep. Hmm. And when I am awake and, and focused, I work. And I don't know that that's the best model, but it works for me. Yeah. Um, and I maintain that and I'm really glad that I I currently have an employer that's like, yeah, I mean like work whenever I'm going to pay you. So it's totally cool Mm. if you want to wake up at like, cause my best brain activity time is from 10 PM until 2 AM. That's like the window. Um, and so 10 PM, 10 PM to 2 AM. So I'm like a, a true, true night person. And I, and if I could, that would be like the heart of my work day. Yeah. If, if that was an option, that would be amazing. Um, because that's when I'm, my brain is the sharpest and the most focused mm. naturally. It's when I feel the most creative and the most mm. productive, like I want to produce versus like eight o'clock in the morning. I'm, I, I, I want to go to, I want right. to be in bed. Yeah. I want to be snuggled in and I don't want to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. So it, it is quite interesting to have, have this kind of society, but, and like force ourselves into the mold of that. Yeah. Like someone else decided that somebody else built that, built this model, the nine to five model. That I now have to live in. Gerald Ford. Yeah. Well, he's an asshole. <laughs> this is facts. This is facts now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, that, oh, that's, I think that is the fact. That's I, I read it in a book once. Everybody knows that. Jerry Ford, big asshole. He was a, not a nice guy. A plus asshole. Uh, no, I'm just making that up. I actually don't know anything about him other than he's he's the guy that did the, the assembly line, correct? Yeah. That was Ford? Yeah. Cars, you know? Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. So fuck him. He had the wrong model for my body. And now everybody like shames me for, for not having legal drugs that is caffeine to keep me awake. Fuck that. I'm going to go to sleep if I'm tired. I've literally fallen asleep at my desk. Excellent. Like my body doesn't do this. So I'm going to listen to my body. Hell yeah. And I, I, again, I feel thankful that I have an employer right now who like, I think understands that because I've seen him literally fall asleep in meetings before. (laughs) I'm like, you get it. And he also doesn't drink coffee. Mm. So he's an entrepreneur. He's been running this business for 20 years, CEO, founder, and he like knows all the stuff. So like if he needs to get in the weeds, he can get in the weeds, but he's also trying to like move himself into like more of a strategic position um, in, in leadership. But like, yeah, he, if he's tired, he just nods off. Yeah. And when he's go, when it's go time, it's go time. So I like that much better. But again, not everybody has that opportunity. Right. The weird thing is in my other job, when I was the boss, that didn't really happen. Cause again, it was almost like everything was on fire. Mm-hmm. So like there isn't time to sleep or be bored. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's still totally an adjustment that sometimes I'm at my desk and like bored. Not stimulated. Yeah. Hmm. I have like fidgets at my desk to keep my hands busy. Cool. That's a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, listening to your body. Yeah. There was a meeting recently also where I just had an, a lot of excited energy and I was like trying to contain it by sitting, you know, like like socially. You're like in a meeting. You're in a meeting conference room you you should sit with everyone else at the table and have the conversation and do the thing that's professionality and i was like i i I can't sit here anymore i'm very excited about what we're talking about i need to move so i got up and i was like i hope this isn't going to make anybody uncomfortable i'm just going to move around a little bit Hmm. (laughs) they were like oh okay okay and i did i just paced around in the conference room i needed to i had energy it needed to come out yeah that's just what needed to happen. Wow. And I was just as engrossed, if not more, in the conversation because right. I listened to my body. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
Pretty cool. That's what I give a shit about. It's a great, uh, what the hell are we talking? We just. Dude, I don't even know. How we get here? Uh, the lesson, live and learn. Oh. That was it. That's a live and learn. Live and learn. Call, to your body. call Stephen God when, after you pray. Yeah. For your GI issues. Yeah. That's what I learned from yeah. your, from your live and learn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I'm glad that that worked. And I agree. There's something about getting out of your own head. Yeah. That really helps. Yeah. Any other recent live and learns? Look at you looking around the room for something. Yeah. Don't force it. If you don't have anything. I feel like we've sufficiently covered some serious live and learns. Yeah. Sometimes I, I write Ooh. little notes to myself. In Is that like a red book of ideas? Yeah. Yeah. It's... Do you like carry that with you everywhere? I I try to. I don't always remember. I always dreamed myself that I was that person uh, to like always have like a little sketchbook with me. Yeah. And um, I just don't because I don't carry a bag mm. if it doesn't fit in my pockets. And they don't make pockets deep enough for anything in women's clothing. So let's talk about that for a second. Mm. Uh, so there's no fucking way I can fit any size um, of piece of paper in a pocket. I can barely fit my wallet in my phone. Uh, this doesn't have a... Hmm. Yeah, that's like lyrics mm. and... The things that you scrawl when you're sitting in a cafe by yourself? Yeah. Wow. A, this is a whole... This is a big book of mush, like just all over the place. Wow. It's just your stream of consciousness? I try to do that in here occasionally. I found this on the ground in Seattle. Look at that. It has actually some guy's notes in it, like nice. college notes. Nice. What was he's he studying? old school bibliography. Ooh. Like when you had to like really write out your... Oh my God. Yeah. Is that APA format? I guess so. That's impressive. I had a professor who made us learn that. I think it, it was uh, uh, some kind of journalism. Oh. Yeah, well, then it would have been MLA. Journalism. Right? MLA is... I mean, at least that's what we did in, in high school in English class. Yeah, I don't know if I have any live and learns in here too. Huh. I feel like I just have one actually. How do you feel about dreams? I like them. Um, <laughs> Very pro dreams. Yeah. I mean, like sleeping dreams, not like, not like like dreams or aspirations. Yeah. I mean, they, I suppose they can coincide. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you think they're they sh they tell us things? I yeah. I don't. Hmm, I don't know though if I've really ever had one that very strongly like affected. Really? My like, like I had one and then I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to go get them now. Yeah. Getting out there today. Gonna Today's get, the day. Going to get the red shoes instead of the blue ones. That is, you know, that's a good, that's a good dream. Um, but no, I've definitely had. Do you dream a lot? I, it comes and goes. I feel like I haven't like been. Like a karma chameleon. Yeah. <laughs> You strike me as a very creative person, and I am always surprised when creative people I know don't dream a lot hmm. because I dream constantly. It's because I don't sleep very well. Oh. You know? Like you never hit the deep. Yeah. Why? Because I sleep like in like two hours tops at a time. Is that your choice or is that what no, your body does? No, just like what my body does. Like okay. off and on all night. Like Listen to your body. Like, uh, That's wild though. Go to bed around like midnight. Sure. Wake up at like 
2 or 3 a.m., yeah. toss and turn to like 5 a.m. That's many up. hours of tossing and turning. Yeah, you know what I mean? That seems uncomfortable. It is, yeah, but I'm like, if I get up and do something, then I'm going to be wired, and sure. then if I don't, so I'm like... So you're like playing that game. You're like, yeah. so can I maybe fall back asleep? You're yeah. Like, you're like... Um, you're like negotiating with your body. So actually, like, what about this this position? Can yeah. I tempt you to fall back asleep, buddy? Essentially, lately I have been um, doing all like like the weird research. I don't have time to do it during the mm, day. There you on go. Those hours. Do you do it on your phone or do you like keep your? Like, I have an your, iPad now. Your iPad so it's near big. you. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, that stimulates your brain and makes sure it very does. hard to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. It's all that blue light. Yeah. Um, do it. That'll get you. So I think that that really affects the whole dreaming thing. Probably the last time I really had like a dream dream. Mm. Um, oh, I had one just the other day. I normally what I normally do because I dream so frequently. I have a cool. couple of friends that really care about my dreams, mm. and so I text it to them. Oh. Let's see if I can find Ooh. it though, because I never remember doing that. So I never remember who I texted it uh, to. Yeah, it's kind of garbage in that way. No, you don't remember. Like I woke up and I was like, oh, my friend Sarah is definitely going to need to know that. So I texted to Sarah and then I roll over and fall back asleep. Because cool. unlike you, <laughs> I need no negotiation with my body. If we're tired, we're going to fucking sleep. Wow. I'm a little jealous. I And most – you know what? Most people are. Mm-hmm. and But also then most people give me a hard time about how much I sleep and or when and where I'm sleeping. Mm. So it, it is a bit of a – like, yeah, it's a social thing. Mm. You know what? I know for sure that I texted my friends in Australia one the other day. Did you remember any of your dreams? No. Did you ever have like reoccurring dreams? Sure. When you were younger or now still to this day? I think I occasionally have them. Yeah? Um, I'll have like those deja vu dreams where like... I totally have those. Yeah. I have those weekly. Yeah. Where you like Explain yours. Yeah, explain yours. Um... I like be in a very specific situation. It, it's it's always like a very like weird, like super dialed in thing. Yeah, like why am I like at this? this coffee shop with yep. this person mm-hmm. I met one fucking time randomly? Yep. Happenstance, and they just happen to remember me here, mm-hmm. and we're kind of talking, and it feels weird. Mm-hmm. And then you you know you wake up, you're like, oh, that's a weird dream. And then like two days later, you're there, and it's happening. You're like, mm-hmm. oh. And you feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine are mine are similar. Where I I'm convinced that I've dreamed them mm-hmm. because when I when I experience that feeling of deja vu, I, it is. It's like there's no there's no fucking way that I was ever here with these people or this person doing this exact physical like tactile yeah. motion or right. whatever the thing is that triggers it or the or the thing that you just said that there's no way I would have ever anticipated you saying that ever yeah in all of my wildest dreams but apparently in some of my wildest <laughs> dreams because that's that's the only place it feels like dream like it feels like a dream like state right. and, and that you, that you is the strongest enter, yeah like you're in your waking yeah it's i totally almost, that's so raven like a too very dreamy yeah point in the day it is Almost yep. like a heightened anxiety thing or like possibly like. Mm-hmm. I normally get a little sweaty when it happens. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, this is out an out of body kind right. of almost. Like I'm I, I'm seeing this from me, from my mind's eye as, as my dreaming self yeah. now versus me just like going about my day, do to do. Here I am shaking yeah. hands. I don't really shake hands that much. I actually, weirdly enough, um, like the first, when I was in like high school and even going into college, yeah. I was like a... a like a chip smoker. Like a, a chip smoker. Like a chipper. 
somebody who like doesn't regularly smoke cigarettes. Oh. But if you're like hanging out with somebody smoking a cigarette, you're like, you're yeah, like, sure. I'll bum a smoke. I'll bum a smoke. Wow. I didn't even know that had a name. Yeah, a chipper. A chipper. I think. I think somebody told me that once. Well, I sure don't know, but it is now. It's like somebody who can enjoy it. Like, because there's some people that they'll smoke they're a like, cigarette. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. Or there's other people that like smoke a cigarette and instantly like need more of these. Oh. And then the chippers are like, I can I can have one. Like I think I had one two weeks ago. It's great. Yeah. Give me a nice little buzz. Yeah. Haven't had an urge for you know. What I mean, I can I can chip them. But I remember like when I first started chipping. Um, <laughs> that sounds like. But uh, like any time I get that cigarette buzz, yeah. that sensation would happen. Really? Like that. Oh shit. That kind of like floaty. Yeah, been here before, been Ooh. with these people before. Because it's always like kind of random the people you smoke a cigarette with. Yeah. It's like somebody that I remember, in, especially in high school, would be like I'd be hanging out with somebody I don't usually hang out yeah. with. We you're just like, happened. Like, you're like a peripheral person in my life. Yeah, we just happen, happen to be to somewhere smoke. together. <laughs> They like lighting up and like, yo, you want one? Like, I'm like, you know, yeah. let's have a moment with yeah. this person. I'm a chipper. I'll chip with you. I don't know how any of that language works. Yeah. I'm trying it out because you've just taught me a piece of, yeah. of knowledge. Um, I don't know if, if you repeat that, if anybody will like understand what you're talking about. Like, I'll, I'll like, make sure they do. Yeah. That I'm, I'm influential in that way. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. When I was younger, this is a tangent. We'll come back to chipping and smoking <laughs> and dreams. When I was younger... At some point, I said to my parents, like we were talking about, they were asking me if I was going to do something that my sister was also doing. And I was like, nah, I'm my own dog. And they were like, okay, like that's hilarious. (laughs) This small person just invented a new phrase. And like it has clarity. Like like they were like, no, we know exactly what you're saying. You're telling us you're an individual and you're going to do your own thing. And... They thought it was so cute and funny that we just it just became a colloquialism in the home. Yeah. And so I had no idea that it was not a commonly accepted phrase until college. Uh-huh. And I would use it pretty frequently yeah. to describe my own self. Right. And people would just kind of let it go because they'd be like, oh, this girl's kind of weird. But like, whatever. <laughs> we kind of vaguely know what she's talking about. Again, it's a stretch, but we know what she's talking right. about. And no one would ever bring it up to me. And then somebody in college, I finally met somebody headstrong enough to be like, Eva, that's not a thing. And I was like, what do you mean it's not a thing? Like, yeah, you're your own dog. You don't know what that means. And then like as I was asking her, I was like, oh, my God, I'm rethinking everything in my life, all of the people that I fucking said that to because she planted the seed of doubt within me that it's not a real phrase. And then I like looked it up and I was like, it's not a fucking real phrase. I made it up. It's not real. I had a bit of a panic attack and then we got it together. Yeah. But again, I cruise through life until college I love it. just saying it to people and they'd yeah. be like, yeah, you're your own dog, whatever. So silly. Back to dreams. I found one. Do you want me to hear yeah, Do you want to hear, hear it? it? So this was just last week, two weeks ago. And let me, I'm going to proofread it to make sure cool. Cool. That, it, that it doesn't sure. have anything. It's, it's Halloween related too. Perfect. So this brings us Full right. Full circle, baby. Oh, I love that. Full circle. Uh, there's no way I could have anticipated Full that either. Circle. It's literally, I just went into our conversation and searched dream, and it's the first one that came up. Excellent. So I say at, at 7.08 a.m. Okay. on September 16th, uh, and again, I am sending this to my friends in Australia. I said, I've just awoken from a very creepy and spooky dream where you were both my roommates and our other roommates were also in a couple, but they were evil and awful. Mm. They planned this whole weird event around Halloween and uninvited 
Oh, no, two uninvited try to scare us out of the house. They hired adults and children because they heard one of us say how scared we were of strange things. That's the dream thought that Mm. I sent to them. I don't recollect that dream happening, and I definitely don't remember waking up and texting that to them, Mm. but I really wanted them to know. And again, from a distance, I haven't seen them since June. Right. And now they're appearing in my dreams. Wow, yeah. It's kind of a weird, beautiful thing. I'm sure I have better one but we don't have to turn this into the dream podcast. Well, I, I have one more question about dreams for you. What do you I, got? Well, I was curious if you think that they're, um, um, is there more to them than just, you know, these images popping in your brain at night? Like, do you think, um, like your brain is trying to tell you something or it's, it's normally, just... I normally believe that my brain is trying to tell me things. Yeah. A lot of my dreams so because I I dream and I dream often and I dream vividly, mm-hmm. a lot of them are, and I I don't I think this is common knowledge that most dreams are like reflections of of your your waking life. Okay. In a lot of ways, they're either manifestations of your anxieties mm. or your anticipations, or. I think they're also sometimes really powerful visualizations of some of that under the water iceberg. Mm. Um, I do. I don't think that Sigmund Freud was great hmm. as a person. True. Thankfully, I didn't know him. Um, but I do think a lot of his dream analysis was it has always really impacted me mm-hmm. in a way that a lot of a lot of psychology and a lot of psychologists work has I- in impacted me and really been um had a great Im- impact on my life but the dream analysis specifically was like oh yeah this is the fucking field for me mm, cool um not that i put much stock into it mm-hmm. like the interpretation of it i mean but i do love marveling at it and i love it so much that I have, I have lots of friends. So not only do I send, I wake up and send my dreams to other people, but I have lots of friends that send their dreams to me, cool. like, like lots of people. Um, and I just like to read them and reread them and think about them during the day hmm. and kind of try to figure out what some of the imagery is or some of the, I think a lot of our dreams are, are so much more powerful than we give them credit or merit yeah. if we really take time to consider them. Because each of the things we've seen, like our brain gave us for a reason. Mm-hmm. I do believe that. I mm. totally do. Okay. I don't think it's just a random compilation of things. Mm. What's amazing, I heard this someplace. I don't know if it's true or not. Unverified fact. Okay. Here you go. Cool. Uh, I've heard that all of the, the characters, like all of the human people in your dreams are people that you've seen before. Mm, I think I have heard that too. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Because like there are definite dreams that I have. I'm in a crowd of fucking people that right. feel like I are, I'm uncommitted to. Yeah. And that's because I am. They're just fucking people that I've seen on the street right. somewhere at some point in all of the streets that I have walked upon. Yeah. That is wild. Wild and crazy. That's what I got. <laughs> I'm gonna check the time really quick. Okay. See how, how- yeah, do your thing. I didn't know how long we were shooting for here. Oh, I never know either. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's pretty... Uh, Freeform. How, how, when you edit it all down, how long... Do... I keep it about an hour. Okay. That's a super reasonable amount of time. Yeah, yeah, I think we're at like an hour 20. Wow. Wow. Yeah. 
We right? really, right? we really went in. Right. Yeah. We covered a, a depth and a breadth of topics. So, um, is any of this usable for you, Alex? We'll see. No, uh, I, no. I mean, like, it's, it's, I'll come it's back. It's extremely usable. This was enjoyable. This is extremely usable. I'd do this again. Um, and I usually try and stay like a month ahead of episodes. Okay. So, um, I think we'll kind of start wrapping it up. Yeah. With that in mind, this mm-hmm. episode comes out a month from today, or Friday, from this Friday, a month okay. from this Friday. Sure, because you do it on Fridays. What do you want to say to future Eva? Let's see. So it'll be the first Friday of November. Tentatively. Tentatively. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not going to like hold you to it. I'm not going to be like, where the fuck is my podcast? Uh, I still think it's beautiful that you invited me. Thank you. Yeah. If I didn't say thank you yeah. yet, thank you. Uh, what do I want to say to future Eva? Um... I don't know. I think this reminds me of Mr. Schwalm's class where he had us write a letter oh. to ourselves. Did you did you ever have him as an English teacher? No, never as English. Oh, uh, what a gem. Hmm. I love Mr. Schwalm so much. He had a huge impact on me yeah. as, as, a, as a developing person. Um, but I remember, I never believe, I really don't believe people when they're like, yeah, write this down and we'll send it to you in five years. Oh, right. And he did. Oh, my God. It actually happened. Wow. And when I got it and it was addressed to me yeah. I, in my handwriting, I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Because, <laughs> you know, like five years. Yeah. What the hell was I doing five years ago? Yeah. We, like when we hung out in Philly was longer than five years True. ago. And I like remember that, wow. but like just... Right. Just little bits of it. I've yeah. been drunk so many times since then. So yeah. like my brain just sure doesn't hold on to it. Right. <laughs> like it used to, I guess, when it was all Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, but when I got the letter came, I was like, holy shit. And I remember reading it and thinking, man, my concerns were so dumb. Hmm. And and so I think that would be probably the same thing now. Cool. I think that, I think, I, I hope that Eva a month from now will be smarter and better positioned than she is as she sits before you today and and staying focused on the the important things and what really matters instead of getting distracted by trite fleeting temporary things cool that's it that's Excellent. my thought that's my striving for like all the time great yeah yeah very cool. What does what does future Alex want to say to himself? And I guess it's going to be future Alex saying this a bunch because, or I guess Nobody's it's now me that yet, It's now Alex saying it to like to editing Alex right. and then saying it to like release Alex. True. Yeah. You get to hear it a bunch. I usually don't listen to the whole thing when I edit it though. What I just do you kinda, mean? I just kind of gaze glaze through it. You just skip gaze ahead. through it. You just, Actually, you just, just I just eyeball. look for like the waveform that looks bad. And what, just which ones look bad? Up. No, none of these look bad, but occasionally you get one that spikes or oh, like, one that's too quiet or like something. Like somebody screamed yeah. like a pterodactyl right. flew into the room. Exactly. You um, got to edit that out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that's the only editing I really do. I oh, kind of okay. I kind of let them go as they are yeah. occasionally. Well, I appreciate that. We did have that really big nothing right. so thought. I'll, I'll so like we trim can that. trim that down yep. so it feels hopefully um, natural. Yeah. It's not just me mouth breathing that whole time. <laughs> Though I suppose... That's an authentic yeah. interaction. But yeah. what, what do you want to say to future Alex? Um, 
we'll make this reciprocal. Well, since um, yeah, I appreciate that too. No, yeah. waste on that. No, well, I'm big on equity. Since so. yeah, yeah. Since my little like, um, I'll call it a health scare. You know, my belly. Oh was acting yeah, up. I mean that was serious. Still kind of recovering. I'm just really I'm glad still, that you made it out of there. I'm still not quite. Should we call Steven? <laughs> yeah. We should give him a ring later. Yeah, I think so. I should actually follow up with him. Um, yeah. You know. Cause he, he was very concerned. He was going to send me some like, um, cause he's out in California. He like loves weed and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like medical grade. Yeah. He was going to sell, he was going to send me something like, right over. like a, like a, a cream for my belly. Oh, he's like, one of those. It, is he like a CBD? Yeah. Is that what it is? Is CBD? Something like that. Or hemp cream or hemp, something. There he's you like, go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Has his stuff. He's, he's like, here, this, just rub this on your tum-tum. Yeah. Yeah. It'll make everything go away. Exactly. Um. What a friend. We all need a friend like Steven. But yeah, you know, since so I was like last Thursday, I wasn't feeling good. Friday morning, I was like, shit, got to eat better. got to exercise, you know. Yeah. And today I actually went for a run. Wow. First time in like. You were a runner in high school. I know. I remember you in those little short shorts. I know. So cute. I loved running. I loved you loving running. Thank you. Yeah. With your hair flopping around yeah. and your little short shorts. Yeah. You were adorable oh, in high thank school. thank you. Yeah. For sure. You're thank adorable you. now. I don't, I don't want to, yeah, it's, it's, that sounds, that's like when people say, you look great today. It's right. like, do I look like trash yeah. the rest of the week? What the fuck? Yeah. No. I just am recalling. And, and marveling at you before me as a, such an evolved person. Oh, thank you. But you were just so delightful in yeah. high school. So, yeah, I, yeah, maybe it's like a weird um, going back to like, you know, who I was, like the person I was more so like 10, 11 years ago. Mm. Um, so this whole like belly thing, I was like, man, I got to exercise. I, I haven't been doing it. Yeah. So today, yeah, I usually walk, but today I was walking. I was like, you know what? I haven't tried running. Let's give it a good try. there really is something wrong with my belly – it's going to start screaming at mm-hmm. me if I try running. Mm-hmm. So I'm running. I'm like, you know what? I think I'm okay. I'm I think cured. I'm all right. I think yep. I'm good. Um, so far, so good. So I hope that scare is enough to get me back into like mm. running more. Mm. I think I want to try it again tomorrow. Maybe hang up your chipping days too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If you're going to, I mean, if you're going to run. Right. Though I do know people that smoke and run. It blows my mind. I don't know how. They yeah. must have like extra lungs. Yeah. Maybe they're lizard people. Or they just love pain. Yeah. Maybe they're real masochists. Like they love that burn. Mm-hmm. All the way. Yeah. I've met people like that Deep too. into their tissue. Yeah. They're like, yes, this hurts so good. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get that it either. It like hurts my head mm-hmm. thinking about it. I'm like, no. Yeah. I want to feel, I think perhaps my aversion to physical activity like extreme physical activity is, is the pain. Yeah. Like I do, like I love, excuse me. I love, I love after physical activity, like the soreness. Like I like that Mm, because mm -hmm. it's like, it's like incremental pain, right? That's like, and it's like pain of accomplishment. Like I did something, my body is strong and that's great. And that's, this is how we're knowing that I'm building strength. Um, so that's all okay. But like, yeah, like extreme sports and shit where people like hurt themselves regularly. I'm like, no, miss me with that because I don't hate myself that much. Right. I would not. I had one serious injury. I I tore my ACL when I was longboarding a couple of years ago. Kind of of vaguely. Vaguely. Mm -hmm. And well, and I was heavily medicated Mm -hmm. like after, Mm -hmm. after it all happened. So like I, there's no way it was well publicized on the social meds. Um, but it was, yeah, I was like, nope. Pain sucks. Yeah. It's bad. It isn't, it's bad, bad. It's not even any part of good. I want to, I want to avoid this at all costs. I'm going to be safe. Yeah. My doctor did once tell me no pain or any pain Mm. 
no good at all. Yeah. Like people think that deep tissue they're massage like, yeah, is like, painful. Let me really lean into it's like, it. That is not good for you at all in any way. Anything it's, that hurts. It's is, your body telling. Yeah. Listen to your fucking yep, body. Right. Listen to your fucking body. Yep. Any, if your belly's unhappy, eat better. Yeah. Any yoga that hurts. Any anything yep. that you think is wellness mm-hmm. that hurts. Mm-hmm. Nope. You're pushing good. yourself too yep, fucking hard. Yep, yep. Don't I would it. agree. And while I was doing PT, while I was doing physical therapy for my knee in recovery after surgery, they were like, don't. It's better to do less mm. and not re-injure yourself. Mm. Don't be a hero. Cool. Like all the things that I feel like, you know, like cartoons taught us growing up was all wrong. Right. Like who would have thought? <laughs> what a novel novel concept. Uh, but yeah, like don't be a hero. Don't run into the burning building. Like don't yeah. stretch too deep. You're going to tear something. Yeah. You dingus. <laughs> That's what your body's saying. So listen to your body. Listen to your fucking body. Yeah. So a month from now, I'm going to listen to, yeah, keep listening to my body. Fucking body, man. If I don't feel like running, I'm not going to run. Don't run. But if I think I can, yeah. and I have like If you're like, I get, I derive joy downtime, from running, then like, fucking do it. Do it. Make time for it. Hell yeah. I haven't been making time for it, I guess. That's what it's it like, is. And you have all this time yeah. we reflected on earlier. Right. To, you know, like make a podcast and like edit it and get it up. Yeah. You also have time to, to get, get your fitness on. Yeah. Just take a note out of Fergie's book. Be up in the gym working on your fitness. <laughs> I, yeah, I need to. I need to take more notes out of Fergie's many books. Don't we her, all? Her, I'm sure she has a lot of books. She's really glamorous. Oh yeah, <laughs> glowing. She has a song called "Glamorous." That's why uh, I said that. <laughs> gotcha. I'm sure, she has a song called "Glowing." Too. I don't think she does. Well, <laughs> maybe it's yet to be released. Yeah, I'm sure it's, it's on the new. I'm album. sure she's written a song called "Glowing." I don't. Or doubt somebody that. wrote a song for her. There you that go. They, that, I don't doubt that for a minute. Yeah, that one has credibility. I'm sure. But yeah. Cool. Well, any closing thoughts? Get of the order? I don't think so. Excellent. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being on. Yeah. Excellent. Anytime. And with that.